Hello. Hey, hey, Evangelist Backus, what's up? Hi, Pastor Morrison. How are you doing? I am great, thank God, all is well. How are you? I'm doing very well, very well. That's great. I want to welcome you to Martha's Place, and I want to thank you for taking time out of a busy schedule to be featured on my first segment of Father's Day special that I'm just starting. And I just want to be able to have the opportunity to speak with you in regards to fatherhood and the significance of fathers in family and in society and get your thoughts on it. And I just want to tell you, thank you once again, just for joining here on Martha's Place and all the people around the world that's going to be listening to us talk about the significance of fathers and the commitment to sustainability. Yes, yes. So first and foremost, I want to formally introduce everyone to Pastor Aaron Q. Morrison, who's a fabulous man. He was my pastor, my, my family's pastor when we were in Atlanta. And it's just such a pleasure that we continue to stay connected. And Pastor Morrison has been in ministry for over 14 years. He is the grandfather of three beautiful children, Isaiah, Sydney, and Justin. He also is the overseer um, of the Love Fellowship Tabernacle of Brooklyn, New York, and Ben Salem, and which he is under the tutelage of Bishop Hezekiah Walker. Amen. Morrison also has his own church, and he has been a phenomenal leader of the Love Fellowship Tabernacle of Deliverance, the Kingdom Church. And his motto is, in which he really stands for, it's the place where change begins. And that's the significance of life. We want to change from the inside out. So first and foremost, I want to ask you, Pastor Morrison, what do you think is the significance of fatherhood? Well, first, I have to thank you. I have to really sincerely thank you for uh, considering me even first of all. And, and this is your first broadcast on Martha's Place. I am sincerely honored to be here with you as your first guest. And I just thank you. I love your family. You know, I love your family. Amen. And I thank God for you. And I'll say this, if churches had more members like you, we'd be all better. <laughs> <laughs> we'd be so much better. Amen. Because truly, uh, as an evangelist of the Lord's church, you, uh, you know, held it down and, and, and did what you were uh, commissioned to do by God, which is to draw people to uh, the local assemblies and that you did in the most marvelous way. And for that, and my wife and I are sincerely grateful to you. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, we love is what love does. And yes. I again, okay, with the uh what fatherhood means to me is being able to uh nurture and rear in growth uh your children. And uh as fathers, a lot has not been given. To, in as far as accolades to fathers, you know, it's been a running joke all week that, you know, uh, Mother's Day is the second biggest holiday after and Christmas. And that's exactly that was going to be my second question. Yeah, you know, Mother's Day, is, it's Christmas. Yes. Uh, Mother's Day, it's Thanksgiving and Easter. They yes. didn't go back and forth, but those are the top four. Yes, you know? yes. And, and so uh, 
you know, we get left behind. And and even like a, a friend was just telling me how he, his son was just telling him what he spent on on uh, his wife, which is his mother and and the grandmother for Mother's Day. Right. Man, you know, I spent such and such and such and this, that and the other. And he can't even get breakfast. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, as a matter of fact, the son came and got some money from him the other day for something, you know, so yes. it was like, you know, yes. it's, it's a lot of times it's a thankless job being a father. And yes, we're providers, uh, but there for me, it's so much more. I, for me, it was crazy because I always wanted to be a father. Uh, and um, and and you talk about sustainability. It's 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 teaching my sons to be fathers as well. Yes. You know, yes. And one of the best things that happened to me was once we were at, uh, my wife and I were at the mall with my youngest son, uh, Daquan, who is now 34 years old. No. Yeah, no, 33, he's 33, he just turned 33. Oh and, my gosh. Yeah, on last week, we're a week apart. And uh, and and so he, we were in the mall and we were talking and I got up to do something and my wife and, and him were talking and then later on, my wife told me, you know, they were talking about him dating and stuff like that. And and he said, I, because I, he, he's funny about who he dates and so forth. Actually, he's been dating a, a wonderful young lady right now. They've been together over four years now. Mm -hmm. And at the time, he said, because um, it was some nice looking girls in the mall and we, we were just teasing him about, you know, a girlfriend or whatever. So I went to get something at the food court while they sat and he said, he told my wife, he said, I want a woman like you because I'm going to be the man that my father is. Powerful. And Powerful. that just like made me really, really like proud Powerful. of how, you know, how he thinks of me and yeah. that I'm, I'm doing at least an okay job. Yes, <laughs> you know? yes, so, yes. You well, know, you're living um, by example. And yeah, yeah, I'm important. doing an okay job. And it's to show them that fathers are necessary in the home Amen. And that, you know, even with my oldest son and his children, um, I watch how he, he he handles his children. And a lot of it comes from how I handled them, you know, growing up. So which is really, really good. Yeah, the reason and that's one of the reasons why, as th this is this is truly my first episode of doing father's name, you came to my mind. And when we contacted we're in contact with each other last week yes and, and i've been meaning to do it for such a long time and it the the topic came to me and i said you were the first person that came to my mind i said to myself i have to contact you yeah knowing how your schedule is busy but you have exuded uh such a per not only just in your personality because you have a wonderful personality you make us laugh but you thank you you exemplify integrity yeah and that's so important now these days and when the topic came to my mind i said i have to contact you to for you to be the first person on this episode that i'm going to continue over the years because men are not recognized as much no. as mothers the holiday and is just i don't want to say skipped over but is almost um layered in a way that you know, people don't realize without fathers, we can't be mothers. Right, right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's true. I don't care how we get around in the world without that significant part. <laughs> yeah, but you know, so, even even today, it's it's you know, it's you know, 
we we got Juneteenth as a as a recognized holiday, which will be actually celebrated on Monday. It's actually tomorrow, but it's been all weekend, especially here in Atlanta. They've been doing Juneteenth celebrations and right. all across Atlanta. I mean, you lived in this area, so you know, Rose Jordan Park. Yes. They're doing yes. something today. I'm going to try to get over there. Downtown Atlanta, they had a big parade this morning that was covered on the news. I mean, covered not on the news, but they covered the parade itself, the Juneteenth <laughs> celebration. And yes, let's celebrate Juneteenth. We we need to. We need to acknowledge that that was a fact, and, and you know it's the reality of our our history in this United States. But where's the Father's Day parade? Right. So, <laughs> and then exactly. here we are as fathers, and then now we have to uh, 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 we have to share our day and our weekend with Juneteenth right. now, and from now right. on, yeah, another so. holiday that doesn't highlight the significance of fatherhood. Of fatherhood, exactly. And so even with me um, that you said a moment ago about um, show the young men that they need to be fathers. My dad actually lived here in Georgia. He just passed away on oh. March 31st. Wow. And um, it was really hard for me because oh I, you know, I lost my mom a year ago on, oh. March, on March 3rd. And wow. then here we are, March 31st in 2022, my dad passes away. So that has war on me a little bit. But the thing is, I'm grateful for is that I had a relationship with my dad. It got a little strained for a little while, um, but I was able to uh, really sit and talk with him uh, months before he passed away. Like, And we were really close and we were really talking and I learned a lot. And a lot of times we take issue with our dads or our moms for whatever reasons, because we think they should have done something a certain way or whatever. And right. we don't know the backstory. Yes. And in learning my dad's backstory, I learned a lot of a lot about myself, why I am the way I am as far as like there were issues with my dad where um, like for a few years, I didn't, we didn't even know where he was because he had moved away or whatever. And, um, and, and that kind of, you know, uh, it did something to me emotionally, like, where's my dad? Like, you know, okay. and, but we, you know, reconnected that was years, years ago, but then, um, like even nowadays with us, um, and like I said, some things went on, but now I was, I'm so grateful that I got a chance to really, really sit with him and talk to him. Talk and, he, him. and he was able to open up about a whole lot of stuff in, in his history with his dad and so forth. And I realized people can only give you what they have. Wow. And what they have is what they got. And if yes. they didn't get a lot, they don't know how to give a lot. Yes. You know, yes, or yes. they know how to give the way they know how to give, you know, and I know my dad loved me and I know he always said it and he showed it, but it was just certain little things, other things that I thought that, that but no, he didn't get that. So I get it now. Yes. You know, yes. I really get it. Yes. And in that, I always said that my children will never not know where I am. My children will always have access to me no matter what. And there are times now when my sons will call me. I have two sons, Desmond Aaron Morrison and Daquan Quincy Morrison. And they will call me just to say, hey, dad, what's up? Or they call me with issues that they're having in life or things that they need to accomplish or some decisions they have to make. And they'll call me. And that makes me feel proud that enough to know that they will come to me to understand that I have enough wisdom and insight to help them do what they need to do. And it's so, it's so 
it's so crucial, especially now these days in how society is. And I, I love how you just elaborated on the history of your father, because what it is, a lot of it, it does come from history. And yes. we do, as we get older, we do have to be able to be relatable to what our parents had experienced. And yes. what you just said, is, is it, it can lead me in, right into the next question is what I truly believe that not all fathers leave their children or, you know, abandon their children mentally, physically, emotionally, let alone financially. Right. There are fathers that are dedicated and committed to making their family to be whole. Yes. How can fathers transfer that energy of sustainability to make their families whole? Well, the whole thing comes down to a word that we throw around in relationships all the time, and it's called communication. But the reality of it is that we don't usually really communicate. It's just like when you're dating, you, 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 you send your representative, you send your best you, you know, mm -hmm. you send right. the one you want people to think of. You think that's the best you, you want the one who's shedding the best light, but let's get like a little, some things are a little dirty that we have to deal with, you know? And, and when I say dirty, I mean like, you know, not, as far as it's not the best part of me, like, right. you know, and if we're in real relationship and this goes now to father and children or father and spouse or however, that relationship, let's deal with the facts of what's really going on here. Yes. You see, yes. and then we can work on and on fixing it and making it better. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's the thing. And, and, and having to be able to transfer that to our children, whether they be male children, female children, just had a conversation with someone regarding um, their father and they were saying how, you know, their father didn't do this or didn't do that or whatever. I said, but you know, that's still your father. I said, right. and, and you got to understand. Uh, and then they told me a little bit of the dad's backstory. I said, well, look at that. I said, see, I said, you want what you want, but he didn't get that. So he can't give that like that. I said, because you know that it's your job to help move that into the direction that you think you need it to be. Right. I said, because you have to live a blameless life. And that's where I am right now. I'm living a blameless life. I'm not, you know, causing angst or being angry about nothing. I mean, I'm just trying to be as cordially uh, 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 blameless as possible in everything that I do. Right. And so, again, because they didn't get it, you have to reach out. Like I reached out to my dad and we and once we got to that point, he began to really open up, mm -hmm. you know, so that's what we do have you, to do. Do you think, Pastor Morrison, that there is a stigma on fathers that is associated with mental or emotional trauma that fathers have experienced before they become a father? Yes. And that's because as little boys, we're taught you have to be strong. You have don't cry, don't do this, don't, you know, and 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 so it's we have to learn, we have to be taught how to deal with our emotions. Mm -hmm. So that when things so happen, we, we don't explode, we don't go crazy, we don't hurt anybody else, that we can rationally come to a conclusion of rectifying the, the situation, the condition or the circumstance that we find ourselves in without being in so violent. Hmm. That is so true. And so what happens is a lot of times 
men have experienced trauma that they were not allowed to show their grief. They were not allowed to show their express emotions, it, yes. rare, you know, mm -hmm. to express their emotions regarding, you know, what hurt them. Because it's, 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 uh, it's viewed as a sign of weakness. Wow. So true. So true. Sustainability um, came to me in a, in a way that was very um, compelling to me. Because when I thought about the topic and I looked up the word sustainability, it, it says the means, meanings of meeting our own needs without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. See that? Can you, can you explain that in interpretation from, from going from a brokenness to a wholeness and, and allowing the healing to transpire so that future generations will not experience that same trauma? First, we have to first look at ourselves, right? And some of the brokenness, okay, all of it is caused by something. Exactly. Right? And I, I, I teach this in counseling and expression to people who are bitter about situations. Watch this. An insult is only an insult if you accept it as an insult. Right. I'll give you an example. If I have on a blue shirt that I like and I, I thought it looked good, so I put on this blue shirt. But if you tell me I don't like that blue shirt, or I don't like that color on you, or that doesn't match with what you're wearing, right? That's insulting, right? Mm -hmm. And so whose opinion is it? It's your opinion about an observation you made about me. Right. But how I take it, how I receive it, depends on my, well, will cause an action, right? Yes. Or cause a reaction to what you said. So do I say, wow, maybe this color isn't nice. Maybe I didn't match it correctly. No, but I put it on and, I, and, and, and it looked good to me initially. But I've now allowed what you said to dictate to me that it's not right. Mm. Same thing mm. with trauma. Oh, yes, it was caused by something. And yes, it did hurt us. But how we process it now, yes. how we react to it now, depends on where we go from there. And a lot of us have hidden traumas or 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 you know things that that we that we hide now but they 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 become a part of us because we allow it to dictate to us who we really we allow are. it yes we allow it that's why you may need a counselor you may need a therapist to get through all of this right right see because it helps you move from allowing others to dictate to you who you really are right Right. And so with all of that, we've got to be able to move past where we've been or what has happened. No, no, it's not just get over it. No, that's too easy. Easier said than done. It takes work to get through certain things. It does. It truly does. It takes work to get through certain things, you know, and and, and a lot of times if we've been in these things so long, it becomes a part of us. And as harmful, as detrimental, as negative as it may be, it becomes a comfort place for us, right? right? 
and we create a comfort place, it's really not a comfort zone. What it is, it's a familiar place. Mm. Because we created the comfort zone within the familiar place because we've learned how to easily deal with it. We've learned how to easily deal with people hurting our feelings. So we just keep accepting it. No. Right. right. You see? Yeah. You got to move past that. And again, it may take counseling. It may, it may take it may take therapy. It's going to take something to move you out of that. Hmm. As a pastor, and you pastoring for so many years, and now being in uh, as an overseer, do you find that your task as a leader has become more of um, the communicating to the church organization as a whole to make sure that that they are leading their livelihood in a way that they don't continue experiencing these broken past traumas? What happens is even with leadership, you, we have to be careful in our leadership because we understand that there are many different personalities that you have to handle and deal with, right? And so that's why you have to stick to what God says. You have to stick to the word of God. You have to stick to your core beliefs, you see? And then you have to stand on them. Watch this, no matter what's going on around you. Because now, especially with social media, everybody has a platform. Right. Right. Everybody has a platform. I, 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 I was in a conversation and we were talking about how it's so crazy on social media. I said social media has uh, uh, validated so many people and situations that were just wrong. Like, yes. OK. And, and then and I use this analogy. I said we all have that one friend or someone we know that's just always off. That's like we always have to say, like, yo, you won't you just shut up? Like, be serious. Right. Right. So that person now, we kind of keep at a distance or keep them at a level to make sure like, yo, check yourself, right? But now with social media, this person goes on social media with these ideas and ideologies and concepts and theories. And he gets co-signers. Yeah, man. Or yeah, girl, that's right. And so forth and so on. And before you know, you got a whole community of people just thinking as off as that one person that used to be that one person out of the group. Now they've created their own group. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. But yes. they've created a whole community that think just like they think as wrong as it is. Yes. Yes. And so then you get enough people that 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 want to listen to them and because they're making it sound good enough, or it's just the fact that they believe the same thing that this other person believes and they join the bandwagon. And it's wrong and it's off. And, and when, when someone tries to correct them, oh, you're hating or you're judging, no, I'm just bringing you the facts in a lot of cases that show you that what you're, you're, where you're going with this is not the right place you should be going. Right. Do you do you feel that as men, there's a certain validation that there, that is needed to be a man or to be a father? I'm so glad you asked that question. Let's go back to what society says, right? Society says that you're not a man unless you have three and four women. You're not a man unless you go out to the strip club. You're not a man unless you're drinking and smoking. You're not a man unless you do certain things, right? 
But let's look at what manhood really is. Yeah. It's growth and maturity. So if you're still doing the things of oh, the Bible, what's about to say? When I was a child, I thought as a child, I spake as a child, right? right. But when I became what? A mm-hmm. man. I what? Put away childish things. Something should click that says, you know what? I, that's no longer my life. Like I should be beyond certain things. There's certain things that are going on now, especially with pastors and situations that have come up. Yes. You've been in ministry for 20 years. There should be certain things that should be beyond you. So true. You know, <laughs> or I should say you should be beyond certain things. Right. right. Like my wife and I, we were talking and, you know, we were just watching some situations that have occurred more recently where pastors have been caught in situations with other women. Right. I've been in ministry, been pastoring over 14 years. I have been in ministry over 20 years. And so it's like, do I really? What 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 can tempt me out? You know, so I'm married, right. I have a wife. Right. You know, all, let's let's talk about the reality. My needs are met at home. Right. So I don't care how attractive a situation is or another woman is, or you know, should that lure me away mm-hmm. like shouldn't I be beyond that shouldn't I have enough respect let's drop this word in there respect for myself right my wife my marriage what's this my church hmm? right my membership that if I involve myself in those kind of things what is it going to do see what is it going to do? I should be beyond those even thoughts. Like, okay, she's attractive, but she ain't for me. <laughs> like, you right. know. Right, right. I I was thinking about how, like, what you were just saying in regards to society. And once again, it, it comes back to what you stated previously about the childhood and how men need to learn how to grow the scripture you just said putting you know childish things behind you right and when you when you think about how men are continually moving in in a way that they are trying to keep up society do you do you think that when certain situations or circumstances occur do you think is it's really just succumbing to society or a fear of maybe they're not keeping up with this um this persona that they have to live by yeah it's both it's both it's both it's because society dictates it you want to be impressive in the society right and then because this is all you've known to do you want to live up to that you want to live up to the false reality that has been perpetrated against you from day one as as a, as, a, as a child. That you're supposed to be the strongest. You're supposed to not cry. You're supposed to do this. And you're supposed to react a certain way. Like, you know, um, in situations, my mom always told me, trouble takes a minute to get into and a lifetime to get out of, right? Wow. And, and so I watch certain things and I've, I've watched, you know, I'm addicted to, 
first 48 and forensic files and all those things. Right. I'm, <laughs> Me too. I mean, honestly, like if I start watching, like if I, if like, cause I, I have to go upstairs, I'm in my library right now, but if, in my <laughs> office rather, but if I go upstairs and, and cause I have to go upstairs and if I turn a TV on and just happen to flip to first 48 or something, right. cause you know, it's on all day. Right. Um, I'll get stuck on an episode, right? Because you know you want to see what happens. And then the next one comes on. Yes. I still got to say this. Like, I've noticed, like, in all of those situations, if the person would have just walked away, if the person mm. would have just thought for a second, okay, if the person would have just not gone there, like, you know, that moment, that, mm. that decision that you make has now cost you your life. Yes. You know, cost yeah. you your life, cost someone else their life. Maybe you had killed someone or maybe the person got killed for going someplace. And now all these lives are are, are affected by, by one, one person's decision. choice. <laughs> one minute, split second decision mm. that now takes you on a spiral and you ask yourself, how did I get here? How did I get here? You wow. see, and again, that goes back to even with what I said about being a pastor and not being lured outside. And I, I use the analogy of a, a, a woman because a, a lot of that's going on. But then even to be tempted to do other things, you know, mm -hmm. just to um, uh, water down the gospel for the sake of, you know, more people, you know, or compromising what, what your core beliefs are in order to appease certain people. First of all, you can't please everyone. You sure That's can. number one. So our focus should be just pleasing God. Right. Whoever comes, comes. Whoever doesn't, doesn't. Wow. Because ultimately they make the decision. But your decision about what I say to you will be truly based in fact. Not my ideology, not what I feel, Okay. It's a cult down here in Georgia that was, uh, what's their name? I can't think of their name right now. But the leader was just arrested and is up on charges of all these charges. And I mean, from everything from sex to embezzling money and everything in between. And so um, it's because he created a, a system of perpetration of an ideology that people were drawn to hmm. outside of what, I'm not sure what they, what they believe in as far as where their core came from, but a lot of times you'll find uh, those situations come from people who were believers, who had a, a foundational structure in, in their faith, in religion. And right. then deviated some way and got all messed up. Mm. Mm. Oh, their name is Carbon Nation. C-A-R-B-O-N Nation. Carbon Nation. That's what their name is. My gosh. Sometimes when you think about these things and you hear about these things, it's, it's almost bone chilling because you say, wow, people are susceptible to things to once again, that validation right. that comes from that validation. I need to be validated. I need to 
it's almost when people join gangs because yes. um, they need to be in a group to feel love. What is the significance that you think love plays into manhood and fatherhood? Well, you have to understand that we are created, we're created to be in community. We're created to not be alone. And so what happens right. is we need love. The void that we have, we, we're all created with a void that should only be filled by God. Right? Mm -hmm. This is why we have free choice. So do we feel, do we fill that void of our, the, and the void is our desires to be associated with. Right. That's why you have organizations, sororities, fraternities. Uh, you have civic organizations. You know, you have the church. See? And what happens is um, when those aren't being fulfilled and I'm in a place where I need validation of who I am. If that guy on the street tells me, hey, man, you like my nice car? You're going to have the same thing if you do this. Right. And, I, you know, I'm going to treat you like real family. And a lot of it comes out of being impoverished, you know, or in poverty situations. And you think these guys are doing it, but you recognize that it, become, it, it comes from a criminal element. And then you become a part of it. And it works if you work it. Like anything works if you work it. Yeah. They teach you how to do it and you begin to do it and it becomes it becomes beneficial for you and rewarding for you, right? right? And so like the same energy that you utilize doing that negative thing, you could have utilized doing the positive thing. That's true. See? Very true. When, whenever we can in this society, and, and, and it's somewhat breaking down right now, not like you because of, of a color that you wear. Are you serious? Right because you live on a, in a certain area and you represent a certain color. <laughs> do, you, do you know how really seriously sad that is? Mm, that you goodness. have people that have given their lives over that craziness because it is crazy. Yes. Yes. What would you say as we are going to come to a close and the significance of life and how it is, what would your parting words be to families, to young men, to fathers as we are celebrating, we are making sure that fathers are recognized. What would be your parting words to men in general and fathers and young men? Well, first, as men, the God is the center, right? Of our, of our of our of our existence. But he created man as the center of the family, the leader of the families. And what happens is because of all the societal ills, men have given up their place. Okay, we've given it up. We really have. When you look at a hole, we've given it up. That's why you have certain things so easy that can happen, you know, and why here in Atlanta, every, well, in, the, in, in this area, you know, we say Atlanta, but we're in the Alden outskirts, but every day on the news, every day, every day, 
Can I say that one more time? Every day, there's a shooting. My gosh. Every like, and every day there's like two or three shootings. Every day, and and some of it is of innocent people that was just passing by, or and you know, a man pulled up to the gas station convenience store. He and his family they were shooting, and they he pulls into the space, and the family's wondering why he's not getting out of the vehicle. He slumped over because he was shot. He's dead. Oh my goodness. They had absolutely nothing to do with what was going on. They just got caught in the middle. See, wow. you know, I do Uber, I do Uber Eats, and I, I I drove into a shootout last month. Oh my goodness! And I I had no idea. I was pulling in, and and there was a space, and the guys were pulling out of the space. I was I waited because that's where I was going to go to go into the restaurant to 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 do my pickup, and then they um. As I was getting out of the vehicle, the guy passed me with a gun, shooting at the guys that just pulled out from the space. Oh, Jesus. So I say all of that. If we're going to sustain ourselves as men, we are the older men. And I'll be 60 on Monday. Monday is my Ooh, birthday. Oh, my goodness. And, it's like, and I tell you, you don't look a lick of 60. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> but I say that to say, and even now, and I wanted to just drop this in here. So many men have opened up to me because their fathers weren't there. You know, um, and there's some that you, you even know, we won't get into that, but like they, they, they look to me as a dad because their dad and some of the dads that were even there didn't, you know, didn't communicate with them and stuff like that. So I have people that call me all the time. Someone called me the other day and when they called me just to say hello, I, I, I told my wife, I said, you know, if something's going on, he's going to call me back, you know, because he just called to say hello. And just then, but then two days later, he called with the real issue. Right. Right. You know, and he just laughed because he, I said, I knew you were calling me back. I said, so what's going on? And he just laughed. He said, he said, dad, you just know me. You know me so much. And this is not a biological son. Though, right. You see? And so I say that, and like you said in closing, but the thing is, we as fathers have to pray for direction. I said we were the center, but we can do nothing without God. We, we can do nothing without a faith system, without a belief system, in the creator, in God, whatever you want to call him, you need help from this higher power. Yes. And prayer does work. And prayer does change things. And prayer gives you guidance. And the Bible tells us, um, it says, uh, acknowledge him in all your ways and he'll do what? Direct your path. It right. says, lean not to your own understanding. You can't. You remember when I taught taking yourself out of the equation, remember? Right. And, and how we pray, but we say, God, I want this, I want this, I want this. No, but take yourself out of the equation of God. How is this going to be beneficial in my relationship with you? How is this going to bless me and others? And is it is it right for me? And that's the thing. And a lot of times men, as well as women now, again, with this whole social media thing, it's crazy. Let me share with you. The Bible tells us, it's, it tells us in Psalms 1 and 1, blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on it he meditates day and night. We've changed what we meditate on. And because we've changed what we meditate on, like I told you, like I said a moment ago, um, whatever you work works for you. 
And if you're constantly on social media, impressed with what's going on and always giving yourself to that, then that's what's going to manifest to you. We have to change. We have to refocus our meditation and put it back on God. I, it's, that's so powerful um, of what you are stating. Because even as you even as you're speaking, you know, I think about how society says that men are always angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would implore in what you're saying that men are to always pray. Yes. Because it is so significant. That is the significance. Because society it does put a stigma on men as a whole. Yes. They are not in the loop of familyhood and fatherhood. But as you have expressed eloquently that men are the pinnacle and the center factor of holding a family and keeping a family and making sure that they are the man who they need to be. And I want to just thank you once again, Pastor Martin, just for taking the time out of your schedule and being on my first father's day tribute to men, because I just don't believe that you know, there aren't any men (laughs) that are not exhibiting fatherhood. And, you know, men go through things in life just like like women. And it's not, I don't want to (laughs) say, it's not publicized in a way that everybody needs to come together, like you said, because we are raised to be in a community. Yeah. And before you just let me just drop this one more thing, because the scripture in in James 1 and 14 says, but every man is is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Right. Yes. So I taught a whole series on Psalms 1 and 1. It says, blesses the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. We walk in the counsel of the ungodly because we take advice from those outside of our faith because of what we want to do. Right. That's number one. It says, blesses man walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners. We congregate among sinners because we enjoy the excitement. Right. Okay. And then it says, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, stands in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. And this is when all the media comes in. Because we sit and criticize and develop hate or angst for people so-called living in a reality that's a false reality that we have nothing to do with and probably will never reach the status of financial status that they have, but we critique everything. We sit in the seat of the scornful again, but our delight should be where in the law of the Lord, but we don't, we, we, we invest in the law of social media and media. Right. Instead of focusing. So we have to refocus what we meditate on. You're so, you're so right. You're so right, because, you know, the thing is, if we use our voice accordingly to express and elaborate the positive things and the wholeness and start (laughs) using social media as this um, platform of highlighting, oh, this is the way it should be and this is the way it could be. And but use our voice to help heal, use our voice to to express to people that matter, no matter where they came from, you can always go to a greater calling. Right, exactly. 
always. Well, Pastor Morrison, how can people get in contact with you? Will they be able to get in contact with you on what yes. platform? If we're, you can just let everybody know how they can contact you. We're on social media as Love Fellowship Tabernacle of Deliverance. And you can contact us through that on, and it's on all platforms. It's Love Fellowship Tabernacle of Deliverance. It's on Facebook, Instagram. Um, I'm not sure if the Instagram is still up, but I know Facebook is still up. Love Fellowship Tabernacle of Deliverance. Okay, thank you so much once again. I love you and I appreciate you. Thank you for your parting of this <laughs> livelihood of what we do called life. Yes. And us connecting and we will be in touch and yes. all the best and you take care. I thank you so much again and I really appreciate you for even considering me for this. And I just wanna pray, Father, we thank you for this time and we thank you for this being the first of Martha's place, amen. And we thank you, God, and we pray that she finds absolute success as she imparts wisdom in the world concerning who you are and what our sustainability can be, period. We trust and believe that you will cause her to prosper in every endeavor. In Jesus' name we pray and we say amen. Well, amen. Thank you so much. And you know what? Next year when it's Father's Day, I'll, I'll probably make a panel and have you part of the Father's Day panel. And that will be great. I would I would really love that. And we can actually start looking at that now and, and, and build on it so that when it gets there, it's really, really big. That's right. Because I, I think it's important. And, and just by doing it, I'm, I'm just like I said, I'm just happy that you had the time and being part of the first Father's Day episode. and Yes, and I really year, appreciate you. You're welcome. Till next year, to our next Father's Day celebration. Okay, God bless you. Take care. Okay, take care.